listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Blue Jays up 6-0 on the Yankees in the bottom of the eighth. That's good. NFL score. Well, if you like the Blue Jays, I mean, I'm assuming most of the audience likes the Blue Jays. The people who hate the Blue Jays are like, don't tell me that's good, Reed. Uh, I don't know who you like in the NFL. If you like the Packers, Packers are pretty popular, then you're unhappy with this score. 24-3, Detroit Lions leading the Packers in the final minute of the first half. This is bad for me. My uh, Chelsea and I, in the afternoon, pick every Thursday and Monday nighter. She's leading me 5-1, and she has the Lions tonight. So it's probably going to be 6-1. Though the Packers did stage a big uh, fourth-quarter comeback against the, who are they playing, the Saints on Sunday. So maybe they'll uh, have that in them today. I don't know. This isn't looking good. All right. Like I was saying, we're really rolling here into all the uh, into all the winter sports. Oil Kings have started the season one and one. More games for them coming up this weekend. Their head coach head coach is Luke Pierce. Luke, welcome back to the show. It's Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks for having me. Is this Lethbridge twice at home this weekend? Am I reading the schedule right? You're right. Yeah, they uh, they lucked out on this draw. I think they're. Uh... They're getting a little early fall vacation in Edmonton. They're not going to play Red Deer or somebody on on Saturday. Then it's Friday, Sunday in Edmonton. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, they just uh, just a bit of an anomaly in the schedule, and um, we're going to try and you know see if we can uh, make their weekend a little more miserable than they anticipate. But uh, we'll see them here back to back Friday, Sunday. Okay, so just to flash back to last weekend, you guys uh, split the home and home with Red Deer with the uh, road team winning both games. Uh, hey, I, I know you'd love to be 2-0, and but uh, how, how do you feel about that season opening weekend? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, I thought I thought we were actually probably better the second game um, and just ran out a little bit of gas there in the third. And, but overall, I yeah, really impressed with the group. I, I liked our intensity. I liked our resolve. And I thought we responded really well when, when we got down or we gave up goals. And um, like I said, I mean, that's a five-minute stretch there at the end of the game that uh, – that we lost it, but um, it's all kind of learning lessons here for uh, for a young group, and so far so good. Yeah, still a really young team, and and obviously very young last year as well. And hey, look, the 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 losses mounted last year, though I don't I don't think the work ethic ever waned. But did you did, like did you sense a different attitude or that little bit like hey guys like we know we're older here. Like we know what we, we went through. Did the, did you sense that attitude from the team through camp in the preseason? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was, you know, we made some changes um, over the off season. I mean, some veteran guys that uh, we could have brought back and didn't. And, you know, I think we identified that we needed to make some, some adjustments to our locker room and just our overall mentality. And I think those guys who did experience last year have come back certainly with a, you know, a bit of an attitude and, um, they they used their summer months well and trained extremely hard and um, like you said right from training camp through exhibition I think they've played like it's not early September October hockey like they they have a mindset of of wanting to play late games in March and um, so far it's it's been an impressive showing from from that returning group. And you got Colby Hay uh, back in in net who I know had some exce- uh, exceptional outings and and you got logan cunningham too this seems like a pretty good one-two punch and goal yeah that's definitely an area that we feel like we've got really good depth and you know the way our schedule um plays out this year we're going to need both guys to be good and give us a chance every night and we're hoping that uh we can make things a lot easier on them and they had some 
some tough nights last night facing a lot of pucks and a lot of quality chances and you know, we've really tried to focus on um, supporting them in, in the best ways that we can and you know both have been good early and uh, we're going to certainly need them and as any good team does uh, it starts right from your net out. All right I want to ask about a couple players here Nathan Pilling who was he not just in Flames camp? He was, yeah. Just uh, just got back here yesterday. It was first time back on the ice with us. So, and do you, do, do the guys like? And I, and I think, and I, I hope I'm saying this right. Wojtek Port is that the other yeah, gentleman? Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, nailed okay. It. And I think he was with the Ducks. Uh, do, do, can you kind of tell? Okay, these spent, these guys spent some time with NHLers when they come back. Yeah, we'll see this weekend. I mean, I'm, we're certainly glad to have them back. And like I said, they've had two practices with us since returning. And, um, you know, Nathan specifically, I'm excited about because he missed, you know, the whole second half almost of our season last year. We traded for him, um, you know, late in, in December and had him in our roster for only a handful of games. So, um nice to have him kind of up and running and healthy right to start the year and he looks good he's in great shape he can he can fly he's got great size great shot so there's a you know a lot of reasons why he was at an NHL camp and then you know Wojtek Port really successful year last year for us and got him drafted and another guy that you know finished the season injured and and we missed him a lot down the last uh, month and a half so it'll be uh, a huge boost to our dressing room and our lineup you know getting them back in here this weekend. Uh, I believe going back to last season, which I, I, I don't know how relevant that, <laughs> that is for you as a coach, but uh, I think Marshall Finney's on a little bit of a streak here scoring goals. Uh, uh, six two hundred ninety pound forward up front. Yeah, he's a fantastic story. I think Reed, he's just um, a guy that made our team out of camp last year. Was a free agent invite kind of late in the off season and very little expectations I think from the organization and from him and. Um, He's done nothing but continue to earn his opportunities and uh, work his tail off. He's uh, he's a relentless, you know, worker and learner, and he plays the game extremely hard. He's one of those guys that people love to have on their team. That you hate playing against them. And uh, listened to part of the show earlier talking about the Hodgson kid in 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 L.A. hitting stone, right. and, and that that would be Marshall Finney. So right. um, he's he's but he's added some offense to his game early here and. You know he's going to score a lot of goals around the paint, and he's uh, he's a driver of our work ethic for sure. Yeah. Okay. Good for him. So we'll keep an eye on him. What, what do you know about the Hurricanes so far? Like, are they uh, bringing back a lot of players from last year, or what do you expect from Lethbridge this week? Yeah, really good team. Yeah, yeah. they've got a lot of skill up front. They got some some real big, strong, heavy defensemen on the back that uh, they were all with. Three of their you know top four defensemen gone to NHL camps over last weekend. They'll all be back. So uh, they're built really well. Like, real good young goaltender solid defenseman and then they got some some really deep skill up front and um you know but a, a team that we've matched up well against even last year so hopeful that uh you know we can continue that off and uh excited to to gather luke I, i'm gonna throw one more at you uh hockey topic but uh, off ice stuff and if you listen to the first part of the show you know well and if you listen to inside sports at all you know we meander uh and we were talking about video games and stuff uh phones is, is there, as a coach, I don't know if it's a team rule, if, if you and Kurt, the GM, do something together or if you talk to the leadership group, are there times you tell players, like, no phones, like, talk to your teammate, bond, do do this? Like, can you can you manage that? Do you have to manage that? 
Yeah, we do actually. I'm I'm uh, I'm really big on this read, and, and so is Kurt. I mean, we we believe that you know creating that social connection with your teammates is so critical, and um, even going back to Brad Lauer's time here together, like. So our, our guys, when we're in our dressing room, their phones are put away and they're in their, their dry stalls. And uh, if they, they need them for some reason to to talk to somebody or, or get a message, they can go back to their dry stalls to check on it. But, you know, we, we put them away at all the team meals. Um, you know, the guys know it. And you know what? I think they've really started to embrace it. And we see them. And we were up in, in Grand Cash playing uh, exhibition with Prince George. And I was really proud of our group at, at the dinner. They were sitting there all having conversation. And I looked over at, at the Prince George table. And they're all sitting there looking at their phones. So we think it's extremely important and, and uh, building that connection. And it's a tough thing to manage in today's world. But uh, our guys have, have really done a great job with that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I, I like how you tell that story about guys having conversations at the team meal. That's that's what you should be doing when you're sitting together. Okay, so tomorrow at 7 and Sunday at 4, home to Lethbridge. Those are the game times? Absolutely. Okay, oilkings.ca. Folks can check out your host schedule, get ticket info. And, uh, of course, if people can't go to the game, so I had Andrew on uh, oilkings.ca or iHeartRadio to listen online, which is good as well. Luke, love having you on the show. We'll be featuring some of your guys throughout the season as well. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, Reed. Appreciate the support, and uh, have a great weekend. That is Luke Pierce, Edmonton Oil Kings head coach, checking in. I, I'm excited for them. I, I love following the Oil Kings. Uh, I mean, they've had some great teams, um, but what I really like about that franchise is, they, is they've had some great people and they've had some great stories. And I, I think last year, yes, they didn't win a lot of games, but I think the effort was um, always there. I, I know from being in the media, just to speak selfishly, not that you probably care a lot about this, but Andrew Peart, who does the play-by-play in the PR, you know, Luke, the coach, and when and Lauer was there and other coaches, Kurt Hill, the GM, um, they want to promote the players' uh, personalities, their stories. They want to give them experience being being interviewed. So I'm very lucky that that guys like that come on the show and tell their stories. And I mean, it's it's a, it's a great group of uh, of young athletes representing the city. And I, I think they will win a lot more, more than they did last year too, which makes it even more fun for the the people who follow them and go to the games. Uh, great to have Luke on the show tonight. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This portion of the show, by the way, presented by Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Uh, We are going to go to the rodeo when we get back. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chad. Okay, so the Blue Jays win 6-0. Another good showing for Chris Bassett on the hill. He improves to 16-8, went 7 and 2 thirds. Allowed only five hits, one walk. He struck out 12. So the Blue Jays moving closer to a playoff spot. Magic number is uh, two, so uh, puts the heat on Seattle tonight. The football game is uh, lopsided. Are we up to 27-3 at the half? We are up to 27-3 at the half for the Lions leading the Packers. One of the great things about this job is the variety. Um, yes, it's Canada. It's it's a lot of hockey, of course, but there are uh, other sports that I've got to experience and meet people from over the years. Uh, I used to talk more about this sport and to these athletes when I uh, when I worked and lived in Lloydminster. But uh, so I, so I'm thrilled to uh, welcome to the show tonight 
one of the top Cowboys in the world. You're going to see him at the Edmonton Pro Rodeo tomorrow and Saturday at the Edmonton Expo Center. It is Morgan Grant checking in tonight. Morgan, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Morgan. Thanks for hopping on the show. Uh, where are you from, first of all? Uh, I'm originally from Ontario, but uh, live in Didsbury now. Okay. Didsbury, Alberta. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, 34. 34. Now, you're going to have to refresh my memory. Where are you in the cycle of a rodeo career? Is that mid, near the end? Like, wh- wh- what do you say? It's kind of mid. Um, kind of, you get kind of more pressures as you kind of get older with, uh, obviously, wife and kids and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, there's lots of bulldoggers kind of early 40s that are still going and still really competitive. But, uh Definitely feel a little bit of age uh, jumping off horses my entire <laughs> life. It, it uh, wears on the knees, that's for sure. Okay, so, if, uh, and I had to learn this back when I was uh, in Lloyd, steer wrestling is the bulldogging, right? That's what you're referring to? Yes, sir. And yep. you also do tie-down roping, which is what they've changed the name. It used to be called calf roping, but they changed it so it didn't sound as bad, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess. Yeah, okay, yeah. so... Is that it? Strikes me as a little unusual to to specialize in two things, or is or is that not that different? Uh, yeah, it's kind of as uh, rodeo is evolving, it's becoming more and more competitive. So guys are kind of specializing in one event. Where way back when in the forties, fifties, and sixties, everybody did every event. Oh, and uh, so uh, now just as like we're kind of becoming more athletes, where you see guys. Uh, like working out and uh, trying to be in the best physical condition to do their their personal event. Um, there's less of that doing multiple events, but there's still a few of us uh, out there doing it. Okay, doing so you grew up in Ontario and now you're in Southern Alberta. What what got you into? And, and I should point out to people, there's a lot of cowboys from Ontario. It's Alberta and Saskatchewan don't have the monopoly on it. But I remember when I covered it, it, it is a cross Canadian sport. Though most guys, I guess, might be from Alberta and, and women might be from Alberta and Saskatchewan. But how, what's your story to getting into it competitively? Um, well, I grew up in Northern Ontario. And uh, my dad always wanted to be like, used to watch the Mesquite Rodeo that used to play every week and uh, always wanted to be part of the rodeo and kind of never got the opportunity. So when we uh, moved to Southern Ontario and I showed interest in it, he uh, made sure that I had every opportunity and then ended up going to school in Texas A&M on a rodeo scholarship. And uh, and then I ended up marrying a rodeo queen out uh, from Alberta and that's how I ended up uh, ended up living in Didsbury. Oh, wow. So you met, did you meet your wife? Did you say Texas A&M? Yeah, I went to uh, Texas A&M uh, okay. for the Aggies. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got a degree there. And then, uh, yeah, I, I ended up uh, falling in love with uh, Rodeo Queen, uh, who is actually Miss Rodeo Canada right here in your lovely city. So... Oh, well, yeah. uh, that's awesome. Okay, this is uh, awesome. Okay, I'm going to ask you something crazy. I think you're a little older than him. You didn't see Johnny Manziel play there, did you? I did. You I did, went eh? to school with Johnny Manziel. I actually, <laughs> do you know the, the Scooby-Doo outfit where he's in the Scooby-Doo and he's got the two good-looking girls beside him? Okay. Uh, you, like it was like the Halloween photo. Oh, that okay. Went viral All right. Okay. Halloween. Okay. But I knew I had a buddy that 
dated one of those girls. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> That's incredible. So how many uh, – I wish we had more time here. We're already in the last four or five minutes because I, 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 I always learn stuff when I, when I talk to, uh, to people from sports that I, I know about but don't know a ton about. Like how many NCAA schools have rodeo programs? Uh, there, there's a few. It, it's separate from the NCAA. Okay. So it's a National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association. So it's separate. But lot, lots of big schools have it, uh, especially like Texas. It's really big. And then um, kind of um, the Midwest and uh, California and stuff like that. There's lots of big rodeo schools in Wyoming, Montana that have really good rodeo programs. Morgan, one thing that I always remember, because uh, I, I would probably cover two to four rodeos a year in Lloydminster and area, and there was one called Lee Park, really yeah. scenic by by the Vermilion River there, and we would they would let us shoot our highlights like right by the shoots, so you're, you're the cowboys will just kind of come up, and, and sometimes you get to know guys a little bit, or they remember you, and. I didn't realize, like, I was pretty ignorant. You're probably going to laugh, but I didn't realize at the time, like, some guys, they'd be in a rodeo Friday night, they'd do their event, they'd go somewhere else Saturday afternoon, do the event, and then they'd drive somewhere else in Alberta or Saskatchewan and do the same event Saturday. And if they're out of the money, they're, they're like, out of the money. Like, <laughs> it's, it's oh. yeah, right? Yeah, yeah they, you, uh, you pay to play, and you only get paid if you, you do well, so... And yeah, it's, there's, I know, like, especially in my younger years when I was going down South hard, like I'd be going from, uh, like go from the Calgary Stampede to Nampa, Idaho, to Salinas, California, back to Salt Lake city, then fly to Morris, Manitoba. And that was all within a week and, and driving everywhere except for that one flight. And uh, if you, if you don't win, you don't get paid. So when you uh, show up to the rodeo, you got to do your best and, and, Especially here at Edmonton, uh, there's lots of guys kind of on the cusp of making the CFR, and it's the last big rodeo of the year to kind of get it done. And you're doing events that are are timed, so you yep. want to you want to work as little as possible. <laughs> yeah, and then the bucking guys they got to make eight seconds to get to get some money, right? Yeah, if if I'm eight seconds in the steer wrestling, I'm not winning any money. That's for <laughs> that's sure. True. So uh, I'm hoping in my event especially the indoor rodeo to be uh, under four seconds. So be that three, six, something like that, probably get a good check. And it, it's amazing what you have to do uh, from nodding your head, chasing a steer, jumping off your horse, and then using your momentum to throw that steer on the side and do it under four seconds. Are you a pretty big guy? Um, I'm 220. I, yeah. I slim down when I'm calving, but uh, like, yeah, probably 220, six foot. Yeah, because like, because that. I mean, if I, I always found steer wrestling to be one of the most fascinating sports because the steer is sprinting, your horse is sprinting, and you basically, I'm, you're probably going to be mad that I make it sound this this simple. I know it's more technical, but I always like the the guy is basically falling off his horse onto a sprinting steer and then trying to football tackle them almost right oh yeah you, you use that steer's momentum and how you catch his head to kind of to throw him down the arena and take him off and see like the, the, there is some technique but yeah it, it definitely helps to be uh like i know there's guys that are six six do you know I mean 300 pounds that are just ogres of men that are really competitive and i guess being a little bit smaller i i need to use technique to kind of get by but 
Yeah, it's uh, it's just an adrenaline rush to ski wrestling. Now, you've already it's, qualified for the CFR, right, which is in Red Deer later this year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I should be uh, I should be just in, but there's definitely a dogfight going on. I know there's uh, a few guys up Saturday night that need to win or their season's going to be over. Okay, now are you competing both days or, or, or do you know when you're going? Uh, I'm up Saturday morning. So what they do is um, Friday night and Saturday night will be separate guys. So everybody gets only one chance all weekend. And are you doing the tie down this weekend as well? Yep. Okay. Yeah, doing the title too. Amazing. Okay. Well, Morgan, uh, I'm out of time. I I can tell you love what do you like. Do you work as well, or is rodeo full time? Before we go, uh, I, I ranch and oh, stuff nice. like that, and then but uh, we're very involved in rodeo and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, my wife, my family. So yeah. Well, good for you, Morgan. All the best this weekend. Uh, again, the Edmonton Pro Rodeo at the Flair Airlines Hangar at the Edmonton Expo Center uh, tomorrow and Saturday. You can see Morgan Grant and uh, all the other great uh, cowboys and cowgirls who are remarkably tough athletes on top of everything else. Morgan, thank you so much. All right. Thank you for your time. Okay. Morgan, that's Morgan Grant. Uh, and thank you for your time for listening to the show. Uh, Jeff Walker, the studio producer this evening. Dave Campbell's the producer of Inside Sports. I'll talk to you for hockey tomorrow at 530. Take care. Start building your school spirit this year with Elite Promo Marketing, your back-to-school branded merchandise provider. Whether your school needs team jerseys, team apparel, or trophies and recognition awards, Elite has you covered. And if you're coaching or managing a local hockey, soccer, or any community sports team, Elite Promo Marketing has a great selection of team wear to choose from. Locally owned and operated for 70 years, Elite's experienced staff will work with you on all your branded merchandise solutions. Get started today at ElitePromoMarketing.com. After 40 years of service, Graham from Cougar Paint and Collision knows that it's not just about the job, but our community as well. We took the kids with cancer for a ride down the racetrack at the drag strip there and uh, went for a spin down the track. And it ended up that we had more cars than we had kids. So we took a bunch of the dads down the racetrack too. And, uh, and you know, it was tough to tell who was grinning more, the kids or the dads. That was a good time. Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family. There's nothing like having a little skin in the game to make things interesting. But when a little skin becomes more than you can afford to lose, it's time to take a break from sports betting. Set a budget and stick to it. If you gamble, use your game sense. When the Oilers are on the ice, the big hits are a part of the game. But they shouldn't be a part of your drive. If you've been injured in a car collision, let James H. Brown and Associates and their over 200 years of combined injury law experience help you. Locally owned and proud Edmonton Oilers fans, James H. Brown and Associates is ready to support you with their unrivaled experience, unrivaled results, and unrivaled commitment. When accidents happen, head to jameshbrown.com. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.